Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we provide the hottest takes on the internet's coldest news. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff. I'm Louisa Heron. Does that make it sound like we're commentating on weather news? Yes. <laughs> Ooh, we should actually. Oh, <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> oh. Like, the weather's great. I'm wearing a flannel shirt, you guys. Yeah. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I am. Oh, no, I, I thought wanna, you meant, like, hear I, it rustling. I want to comment, because it's been four days of a ridiculous heat, and suddenly, suddenly, literally overnight, it is now all cool, delicious weather for fall. Yeah, it's great. So, yeah, I was mowing good. the lawn yesterday, and it was so hot and sweaty, and then out of nowhere, it just dumped gallons of water on me from the sky. Mm-hmm. Is that because you live under that big uh, toilet factory? Yeah, I live under uh, the the water tower where the Warner Brothers and their sister Dot are trapped. Oh, I was interesting. Gonna say, you live in that Mickey's Toontown in the Magic Kingdom where you're always uh, trying to clean up under Donald Duck's uh, weird boat, but then it keeps dumping water on you while you're working. So you live under the Animaniacs, and every time they leave their house, all of the water pours out of the water tower that they live in. Yeah, it's weird that they never addressed that on the show, huh? Uh, I mean, it's just empty. It's just, there's, there's nothing in there but Animaniacs beds. I do like the idea that something huge and obvious to the whole surrounding, like, region is secretly a trap for unknowable monsters instead of a water tower. Yeah. Yeah, that's conceptually interesting. Wasn't that also the plot of, uh, uh, whichever Men in Black talked about the World's Fair? Uh, that that was a spaceship, but yes, I guess so. That was the first one, yeah. Mm. Um... I bet you could make a horror movie that was just exactly the plot of the Animaniacs, and it would be really good, actually. You just have to wait until yeah. they're in the public domain. Yeah. Yeah. You should be um, making a Winnie the Pooh horror movie like no one has done yet. I know <sighs> Louisa hasn't done this, but Jeff, did you ever play Bendy and the Ink Machine? No, I don't like the jump scare games for teenagers. They're too scary. It's not- that's not what it is at all. It's much. Mm. It's like a Bioshock game. It's not a jump scare game at all. Oh, I don't particularly care for Bioshock either. Too scary. Oh, well. <laughs> it's a it's a first person sort of adventure puzzly type game where you are a, one of the, like th- this world's equivalent of Mickey Mouse in the early days and and like the whole Ub Iwerks thing and whatever. Basically, you play Ub Iwerks, and you go back to the animation studio, and everyone is dead, and all of the, like, old-timey cartoons have come to life and are killing people. It's very scary, but it's really good. Hmm. Sounds too scary. You have to figure out how they came to life and what happened to all the people and stuff. It's it's very good. I should play it again. Yeah, do it. Ugh, Goofy is so scary in it. Oh my god, he's so scary. (laughs) He's scary in real life, too. I know, that's why. Like, he's always got, like, a a little darkness to him, and then they just highlighted that, where mm-hmm. it's, like, this big, dumb monster who just delights in harming you. Ugh, he's horrible. Like, you anyway. know you know whatever he tries to learn, he's not going to be good at it. Exactly. Skiing, but business. When somebody gets, but when somebody gets hurt, it's going to be you instead of him this time, you see. Oh. Yeah. George Keese has yeah. learned to pass Geef. the buck. Geef. Geef. Shit. You're right. Geef. It's definitely <laughs> Did you say Keith? I said Keef. Mm, yes. Yeah, Keef. Like Keef or Sutherland. I thought you were thinking of Georgia O'Keefe. <laughs> Maybe I was on some level. I like this idea of a mm-hmm. Disney character who paints these high mm-hmm. art, uh, like, Yonic flower paintings. Yeah. There is something Yonic about Powerline. <laughs> is there? No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that was gonna hold up to scrutiny. No, yeah. Yeah, it didn't even hold up anyone... to <laughs> half a question. <laughs> I just uh, wanted to see if anyone got the reference to the Goofy movie. Yeah, we're we're all... We're all 30 or 40 years old, we know. I haven't seen the movie, but I do like the memes, particularly Damn, You Live Like This, which I know is only slightly related, but it does use the characters. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I like that one a lot. 
I tried rewatching Goofy Movie recently, and I think because it came out when I was like a teen, and so I don't have as much nostalgia for it. I didn't. It was fine. I don't know. I, I got kind of bored. Yeah. I don't know if it holds up, but I mean, I think I mean I have lots of things that only hold up because of nostalgia. So I'm not criticizing that. I just I don't have that for this. We hear you loud and clear. Anyone who likes the Goofy movie is stupid. I mean, probably. I feel like almost everyone is stupid, including <laughs> me, for sure. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I'll accept this. <laughs> Matt, what'd you do this week to uh, stave off the stupidity frights? <laughs> well, um, I tried a new game that, well, not new, a new to me <laughs> Oh, he's game. walking it back already. <laughs> <laughs> um, that I wanted to recommend specifically to Louisa. Ooh. I don't know if you have heard of this game before. It is a game called Storyteller um, hmm. by, I think, Annapurna Interactive. I don't think I have. So it is a puzzle game, and every puzzle is um, it's a, a title of a comic strip, and then you get a series of blank comic panels, and you can drag and drop characters and stuff into the panels to try to make the story match what the title is. Mm -hmm. It's very cool and interesting because um, the characters will change their behavior based on stuff that you put in the panel with them. Like, you can change one panel to be in the forest or in a wedding chapel, and based on that, they might do different things. But, like, if you just drop two characters in a wedding chapel, they're not going to get married. You have to start by having the two characters meet each other and fall in love, and then you can have them get married. Interesting. It's really cool. It's a short game. I think I finished the whole thing, like, 100%ed it in maybe, like, two or three hours. Uh, But it's really cool. It's a really interesting idea. And the reason it came across my radar is because they just doubled the amount of content in it in a patch mm-hmm. um, where once you finish the game, now they add an extra character called the devil that you can add to, <laughs> to uh, things. And like, he will change the title. So instead of it being like, everyone lives happily ever after he scribbles it out and says, everyone dies sad. <laughs> Pretty good. Does he to... ruin the wedding? Uh, he doesn't. Well, yes, mm. you can't make a character marry him as far as I've damn, found. Damn it. But <laughs> Does like, he know what gamers F- want? F minus. Zero stars. <laughs> <laughs> if you put him in a room where, like, there is a glass of wine, he will poison the wine and then somebody else can drink it and they die, that kind of thing. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So he's a so- make stories worse type of character. Yeah, his whole thing is just, like, making mischief in whatever thing. Okay. Nah, <laughs> classic like devil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, I think it's really cool, and I really enjoy the genre of puzzle game where it's fun to just see what happens, even if you're not doing it right. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Sometimes there's puzzle games where you're just, like, you just bash your head against the wall for hours, and you're like, this sucks, and... I'm not getting anywhere. Um, but this game, like, even after you've solved the puzzle, you're like, yeah, but what would have happened if I if I made the queen fall in love with her dog instead? You know? <laughs> Just to see. Yeah. And that's really fun. Oh, that's like, not cool. It's an interesting idea. Yeah. I I like best puzzle games where three gems are next to each other and then they explode. Mm-hmm. That doesn't get tired for you, though? Yeah, I mean, I don't play it all the time, but... I don't think, I don't know when it happened, but at some point in history I got burnt out on match three games, and now, if that is an element of a game, I just am instantly turned off by it. Huh. Yeah. I get weirded out when people talk about, like, oh, I pick up a game and then, you know, drop it before I've uh, gotten very far, or I play the same game forever, because what happens for me, especially with match three games, is... I will get it and play it almost daily for like two years. And then one day I'll just be like, fuck this. And I'll never play it again. (laughs) What type of personality is that? I often have a thing where I will play. If I don't play a game daily for years, then I will probably drop it after a week. But if I do play it daily, I will play it until I have a moment where I'm like, 
what am I doing with my life? And then uninstall it from my phone and never think about it again. Yeah. How do you still play video games at all? If at you have that. Some, at least some video games are like exciting enough to keep me from thinking about my impending death. Whereas match three games. I mean, I see the value in that. I think that they are somewhat meditative. They're like distracting your higher brain functions so that you can like have time to think and reflect but when i have that time to think and reflect i often reflect on what i'm doing is stupid and a waste of my time Mm. yeah yeah i get it Uh, i recently played one that's exclusive to the the play date that little yellow game boy with the crank uh, yeah called pick pack pup um Mm. and you play as a little dog who got a job at an amazon factory and oh no and you have to pee in bottles yeah uh, when you make matches, the things you matched get packed into a box uh, mm. shaped like where they were on the board and can no longer be, like, manipulated. And, like, then when you click on any of the boxes, all of the boxes you've made on the board ship out and you get, like, more points with more boxes. There's, like, a yeah. a pretty good spin on it. Uh that's cool. I, I do like the um, I like the satisfying nature of that kind of game where you get to like organize things and then ship them all off at once in mm-hmm. some way. I mean, that's like the feeling of the solitaire games where all the cards shuffle together. Yeah. Did you guys ever play that game? I think they mentioned it on the the besties once. Um, uh, what is it called? So you want those games? Well, now let's see you clear them. Oh, yeah. I heard about this, but I haven't played it. Yeah, I've heard about it, too. I did it's play it. It's a fun it. idea, for sure. Yeah, I. it's called Yeah, You Want Those Games, Right? So here you go. Now let's see you clear them. That's the full title. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I've, I've seen a lot of... The premises? Yes. So it is uh, all of the like ads that pop up while you're trying to do things on your phone... That are like, oh, well, if you, like, here's a game where you uh, f- have to clear rooms full of monsters or, or, like, redirect the flow of water to save the king or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. pull pins out in order to blah, blah, blah. And then if you download the game, it's not that at all. It's just, like, an idle battler or whatever. A match three. So, They're always a match three. Yeah. So this this game is all of those games that you wished those mobile games were but aren't. <laughs> This game is those games, uh, and they found a way to make them fairly challenging. I mean, it's it's very simplistic, but it, it's mm-hmm. it is fun. It is if you wanted to, if there's ever been one of those games you wanted to play but couldn't, this game will let you probably play that game. That's pretty good. <laughs> I've uh, I've seen a lot of different people make an attempt at this, uh, at this genre of fake mobile game ad game. Yeah. Um and. I don't know, it's it's very strange that none of the people who've attempted so far have been the people who make these mobile games. Yes. Well, here's the problem, and this is the problem with the with Yeah, You Want Those Games, or whatever it's called, is, first of all, no one can remember the title, that's not good. But also, um, I find that when you watch the ads, I don't actually want to play the game I just want the person who's playing the game in the ad to be better at it. And I'm like, mm. like I could do this. This is so simple. But if the game actually was that simple, it wouldn't be engaging at all and you would instantly stop playing. Yeah. I think so... they said that's a psychological effect where like seeing someone play it wrong makes you want to play it more. But then it has to, you're right, be so simple that there's no way they should be playing it wrong. But then also that means it's not challenging at all. Exactly. So... You feel like, oh my god, I want to play this game so bad because I would be so good at it. But once you play it for ten seconds, you're like, oh, there's literally no challenge to this. So, in a way, this game is, this, yeah, so you want those games game, is um, not very satisfying because they did make it challenging. Which they needed to do to make it a good game. Mm -hmm. But then you're playing it and you're like... Man, I wanted it to be so easy. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to prove how much of a genius I was compared to this uh, stock photo of a hand that's been playing the game. Exactly. 
just <laughs> they've gotten to the point now where the ad is just like a person dragging like a square peg over a round hole over and over <laughs> and over again and you're like oh, i could do this like yeah of course i could do this anyone could do this. a baby could do this specifically. yeah <laughs> yep oh man anyway. um oh no i was gonna mm. say that does sound pretty good the storyteller game that you were mentioning originally yeah, it has a nice art style, which I think helps it a lot. It's very um, sort of paper doll vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I really recommend it. It's very fun, and I think it's on Switch. It's definitely on PC, so I, I highly recommend it if you have the uh, the inclination to play this kind of game. Okay, I might give it a try. I just yeah, remember I feel... Super Mario Wonder is coming out very soon. I forgot it was this year, even. Oh, Are you yeah. gonna play that? Yeah, I, I have it ordered. I think I might want to play that. I have no desire to play this game whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, huh. fair enough. But uh, I like Mario. how they keep introducing weird, insane new things to the Mario universe for no reason. Yeah, like he's true. an turning elephant now. <laughs> yeah, turning into an elephant is pretty fun. That's great. I don't know. I've I got um new super mario <laughs> brothers or whatever it was for the wii u way back when mm-hmm. and i think that was when i realized that like that kind of mario that's just platforming is not really my thing i get it it looks it's fun but mm-hmm. like i don't know it, it's never worth full price for me if mm-hmm. they were like oh it's on sale for 30 dollars, like yeah i'd play that but for 60 dollars, mm-hmm. i just don't think it's and it'll never be on sale because they got you they know yeah it's got mario in it yeah, the sixty dollar man. Mario can't be bought cheap. <laughs> it's true. And he's how got, dare you? Also, he's got <laughs> ethics. Anyway, Louisa, what have you been doing to stave off the creeping horrors this week? Is everything okay? Sound like something fell over. Yeah, I just bumped my microphone by oh, accident. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna note to oh, weird, delete. I didn't hear that, that at all. Sound. Okay. <laughs> now the audience won't hear that either. And, <laughs> and all are Louisa talking is. about it. <laughs> Uh, the fact that I said creeping horrors and then immediately Louisa started hallucinating <laughs> sounds of monsters. Uh, let's see. This week has been the start of October and mm-hmm. I am doing an Inktober. Technically, mm-hmm. here's the thing. <laughs> Inktober is an art challenge invented a few years ago. I don't even remember how many years ago. Five, maybe? By a, uh artist who works with ink pens. And the idea was you would practice a design every day of the month of October to help improve your techniques. And uh, he turned out to be not such a great guy. Uh, he, oh, <laughs> yeah. The thing is, he introduced this idea and it was like, everyone join in with me if you want. Like the theme today is flying, so some people would do birds, and some people would draw airplanes. Whatever, <laughs> Superman. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. But. He then started suing people who later would do things like um, sell their month's uh, art. Because a lot of these are professional artists. So they might have on Patreon or whatever, like, oh, you'll have a high quality digital copy of every one of my days of the month. And he was like, no, those days of the month are my idea and you actually can't sell those. And that's pretty fucked up. That's strange. What yeah. lawyer would think that he had the standing for that? I don't know, but he's like sent cease and desist to enough people. So the the upside of this is a lot of other people are like, well, fuck you then. If your thing is these particular prompts, we will just make up our own prompts to do this art thing instead. Yeah, you're, you're, the product that you are claiming you own is a list of words. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I've been doing one and I think Jeff's been doing it too. I don't think yep. Matt's doing it. That is just very cute little simple objects. I think of it like cozy fantasy inventory. That's how I've been describing it. I've been Mm -hmm. uh, taking the prompts and drawing Pokemon that fit them. Which is very great. (laughs) But it's things like uh, herbs or a potion. So you do whatever you want with that. As much work as you want to put in. What I've decided to do... hmm? I apologize for all of the barking dogs on my side here. I do not understand. Oh I don't. Hear I also them. can't hear that. I and can't this hear this is either. Turning into like a weird, like uh, subliminal suggestion podcast now. <laughs> um, dogs love art. Oh, I hear them oh, now. Now I hear a dog. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, I'll keep going. Yeah. 
Um, so what I've decided to do is mine is technically Inktober in that I'm using ink, but what I'm doing is carving out little uh, linoleum blocks every day for the month. And I've decided since they're simple designs and I do not want to do something that is so much work each day that I quit, that I mm-hmm. have decided to do linoleum blocks that are only one inch square. So okay. drawing out my little doodle and carving it into a stamp and then stamping it with ink onto paper takes me uh, like 25 minutes a day. So Wow, I would have thought much longer. Yeah, that's the thing. Them being so small, it's like you don't add any details really like a sketch like herbs a sketch of a branch of leaves that's it you draw that real quick some ovals on a line then you immediately carve it it's nothing so that's really great i love it i am really glad i decided to do this because in the past i've done inktobers and i enjoy the process and i do think it helps me which is supposed to be the point of it but then afterwards i've just got some sheets of paper and i put them in a drawer or something you know yeah This time, having these little stamps, when I need to, like, make gift tags for uh, birthday presents or, like, I want to dress up an envelope that's going into the mail, now I have little Mm -hmm. stamps. So I'm very excited about that. You need to store some herb, if you know what I mean. Yeah, secretly. Yeah, stamp your little weed container with... (laughs) Oh, man, Louisa, you should start selling weed with, like, bespoke, uh, like, tags on the the jar. Listen, I would love that. That part of the business, the part that would actually make money, I have no way to get into that part. (laughs) I've only got the aesthetic part. Yep. So anyway. You got a backyard. (laughs) Anyway, so this is doing great for me. This little project, I'm enjoying it every single day, which is always the fear when you're like, I'm going to commit to doing something for a month usually you, you end up hating it by like day three and I'm not hating this. So I'm very excited. Yeah. I feel like my problem with this kind of project. And one of the reasons why I didn't even try when you suggested this to our group of friends, Louisa, is that I am the one who talks myself out of it where I'll be like, you're not going to finish this. You fucking <laughs> loser. You, why even bother? Yeah. I think it's good to aim small because I'm like, am I aiming too small? Am I giving myself too little to do each day? I especially thought that after I did the first one. But now that I've been doing it for a whole week, I'm like, no, this is the perfect amount, actually, because if it was more, I would probably start to talk myself out of it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's the mistake I always make when I try to do NaNoWriMo, where I'm like, oh, I only have to do a thousand words a day, but I could easily do 50,000 words today. And then the next day I'm like, fuck, I've spent two hours yesterday (laughs) writing. I don't have time for this shit. I only wrote 400 words. (laughs) Yeah, I just wrote the word shit over and over again. I just wrote all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy on this typewriter. And it horrified your wife. Mm -hmm. oh man so i love creative october i wish that uh, i think people have all um become excited from this original inktober idea and so everyone does it in the month of october and there's none any other times of the year like i'm friends with a lot of people who make like synth music online and they do looptober which is making a small loop of a sound and then posting that online every day of the month but why can't that be a different month like why can't we have months of different things i don't know everyone wants october you do it's this. fine this is just this is the same idea as something like inktober but for the whole year where you'd be like Every day of the month of February, you should screen print a different t-shirt or whatever. (laughs) The thing is, though, you don't want something that everyone does, so everyone has to do something every day of the literal year. This is Mm -hmm. like an intensive thing. You only want to do one month at a time. Yeah. So it has to be completely different uh, concentrations. Uh, Yeah. Perform one surgery every day for a month in... (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, 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 surgical September. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See how good you can get at it by the end. It's fine yeah. if you screw up at the beginning. Everyone does. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're gonna ruin the first like five. You do. Mm-hmm. Oh man. But yeah, I love anything that challenges you to be creative in a way that you aren't usually because you fall into habits. Even if you're a creative person, where you you make things you like, so you keep doing the things you like rather than taking on a challenge. So it's nice to take on a small challenge. 
One of the problems I always have with this kind of thing is any month that it contains a holiday. Yeah. Um, I always think like, am I going to want to be doing this on Halloween? <laughs> I've got so many other things I want to do on Halloween. Am I going to want to spend an hour drawing a picture of a pumpkin or whatever? Mm-hmm. That better be a good goddamn pumpkin if you're spending an hour on it. <laughs> well, yeah, if I'm going to do it, I want to do it good. <laughs> this is the, the chapter falling shitty, into. <laughs> I don't want to do a shitty pumpkin. No, that's <sighs> the thing. You got to just be willing and ready to do a bad job. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, the, I don't know. It's the only way to make art. It's true. Yeah, I, I mean, I know that that's true, and I do do that in some areas. I just don't think I like... I feel like when I do that in a visual art thing especially drawing it just makes me feel really bad about myself mm. yeah that's fair fun. enough yeah you have to find something you enjoy enough to keep doing it it's true but yeah so that's been great i've been enjoying that and jeff what have you been doing this week oh boy uh it's been the busiest been, yeah it's one, been one week it's been one week since <laughs> we've recorded this show <laughs> That is true. That is a factual statement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like just like the uh bare naked ladies would sing about Yeah, that mm-hmm. that song is about podcasting. <laughs> yeah, they were ahead of their time. Damn. Damn, it's true. Um <laughs> I have been up to very, very little. Uh uh-huh. I caught they're doing a the new Detective Pikachu game came out. And so Pokemon yeah. Go is doing a Detective Pikachu event, so I caught <laughs> several Detective Pikachus in Pokemon Go. Nice. Huh. Are you- that sounds that sounds like a bummer to me, because if you'd caught one, I'd be like, oh, fucking awesome. But yeah. now that I know you caught several, I'm like, oh, are they too easy to catch? There's well, are also- you going to have to grind some of them down to make your one stronger? Uh, I already have so many Pikachu candies, because... There's a bazil like every event has a special Pikachu with a different hat. Uh, so <laughs> no, but you I've gotta caught, keep each one, right? Uh, I only have one of each. That's all you need. Yeah, yeah I don't need extras. But yeah. I already evolved one of my Detective Pikachu's into a Detective Raichu. Uh, so I thought you were gonna say into a Sergeant Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, into into Chief Pikachu. Yeah, uh, I got is Sergeant higher than Detective? No one knows. It probably, yeah. Uh, I got a um, little slowpoke wearing like a fedora. Hmm. Um, I don't know like why this? that's one of them, but I like it. <laughs> okay. Uh, is he is he a law enforcement slowpoke in some way? <laughs> I feel like he's probably a uh, a Columbo type where he seems really bumbling, and you mm. underestimate him because he's a slowpoke, and then he and solves then he the whole is crime. Really bumbling because he's a slowpoke. <laughs> Then he uses his psychic powers to destroy your mind. Has anyone ever done a uh, murder mystery series where the detective seems like he's an idiot, but then secretly he is an idiot and he never <laughs> solves anything? Isn't that yeah. what um, Clouseau was? But he does end up winning, uh, doesn't he? Does he? I don't know. I think so. But he's, he is an idiot, or he seems to be one. That's his whole thing, right? I don't know. I've never watched... <laughs> okay. This is the Pink Panther ones, yes? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've never watched any of those. Fair enough. Yeah, I think the, the only way people have tried it is, like, the bumbling detective who's an idiot accidentally gets it right, so everyone thinks he's a genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess that's Not what ideal. you'd have to do, right? Because otherwise you're watching it and you're like, so then the, they just, the murderer just gets away, Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> What if the murderer wants, like, is trying to, you take a Clouseau type where everyone's like, oh, he's this genius who always solves the crime, even though he's actually an idiot and it's been an accident, and he goes up against a criminal who's like, I need to tantalize and and play a cat and mouse game with the greatest detective on earth. And then he discovers that the guy's an idiot and gets so frustrated that he ends up, uh, exposing himself and getting caught Mm, that's pretty good Mm -hmm. i thought you were gonna say what if he goes up against a criminal who's also an idiot (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're both (laughs) stupid yeah i guess we're are we just uh are we just writing the plot of um austin powers it's the thing about austin powers though is he does seem to be a competent spy within the fiction of that world 
Yeah, I guess that's true. It's very unfortunate. Yeah. He's competent enough that he got to make out with Beyonce. Man, can you imagine being so good at doing stupid voices that you that you were cast opposite Beyonce in something? <laughs> or Mike Myers is, had made a genie wish at some point for sure. In fairness, that was like 2003, and Beyonce wasn't Beyonce yet. That's true, but still, it's pretty wild that anyone ever had to kiss Mike Myers, I guess. <laughs> nah. Yeah, that Austin Powers was like a sex symbol by sheer I mean, force of will. I feel like the when they made that movie, the joke was supposed to be, can you believe how dumb it would be if this guy is was a sex symbol? Yeah. But I think a lot of people didn't get that that was a joke. I think the trouble is, you're right, he's supposed to be a parody of the 60s idea of, like, look at this cool spy, but it's someone who's, like, you wouldn't think they're attractive or cool by modern yeah. standards. But right. The trouble is, when you have a character who says, I'm sexy and cool all the time, that's the only mm-hmm. message people retain. Oh yeah, he's sexy it, and cool. <laughs> which makes me, this leads me to my self-help book I'm writing, mm-hmm. where if you want to be popular and successful, just constantly be telling people that you're popular and successful. Yeah, mm. I think that might actually work if you can sell it well enough. I guess that's probably true. Honestly, if you had the confidence to walk into a room and be like, hello, everyone, I'm popular and successful, mm-hmm. people would, pr- I, like, if you believed it, I bet other people would be like, okay. Yeah, people who believe that of themselves hard enough to be like, hey, I need a manager and I need to start booking a, t- a talking tour because I am popular and successful and I need people to know. Those are the people who just do that. <laughs> they, the that's yeah. all is, the qualifications they have. The issue is you have to have a bunch of money to convince people by uh, spending that money that you are popular and successful. Know. In the age of venture capitalism, I think if you can pitch yourself well enough, you don't even need that money. They'll give you the money. Uh, I don't know. I don't think anybody starts from broke. I think they I think... always go in with like, I just got a mm. small loan of $100,000 from my but extremely successful banker father. <laughs> But here's the thing, if you're willing to lie, catch me if you can style, I think you could. Because you'd, you'd go to them and they'd be uh, like, well, we can't, we can't invest in someone with no money. And you'd be like, no, I have lots of money. Here's some weird banking proofs that are actually fake, but you don't know they're fake. Like, that's all it would take to trick these guys. Mm. Don't say that last yeah, part, Yeah, don't say it. <laughs> that's, yeah. the, that's the mistake I made. <laughs> yeah. You it's... can see my fake receipts for my fake yacht. Here we go. <laughs> It's also a big risk because the only type of financial crime you get in trouble for is ripping off other rich people. Yeah. Mm. But if you can rip off venture capitalists, but sort of imply that it's not a ripoff because you have future plans, like, there's a way to never admit it was a ripoff and then not get in trouble. Mm. There's a way to make it genuinely not be a ripoff. Like, if you... Once you've got the investment in you, you could start giving motivational speech tours or whatever, yeah. and idiots would come and for real. That is true. And the per- type of person we're talking about who really believes this of themselves, they would want to do that. That is their goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've done Man, movie can- phone twice. Can you believe mm. that? That it failed because it's unsustainable to just be like, here's 15 bucks every week. Go see some movies. <laughs> This is movie yeah. phone? No, sorry. Thought... Movie pass. My oh, bad. Oh, thank God. I I'm thought my brain was shutting down. <laughs> I was like, movie phone is the thing where you call the guy and he tells you what time movies are no, on. It could be That's movie That's my phone. fault. It's the same. <laughs> yeah, it's the I same. Mean, they did I, movie I pass was gonna twice. Say, <laughs> I was going to say, if <laughs> if they did movie phone once, just don't just leave it up no <laughs> you can't improve on it it's a perfect formula they have to take it down every week because there's new movies matt mm. it's outdated mm. so quickly <laughs> i mean that is true i don't know what the point did that guy have to call into a voicemail line every day to record the name of the new movies there's not new movies every day they come out on friday i guess what about for like independent movie theaters you probably can't get those on movie phone yeah, that's stupid. Anyway. Um, what are we talking about? <laughs> we, I think all three of us have talked about the things that we've done 
this week, and so now it's time to to remix to auto tune the news, provide our twisted take on the news. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Um. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna start with mine because it's a really amazing headline that I've decided to read, uh, uncharitably. Okay. Okay. This is a CNET story by David Watsky. I can't stop making poached eggs in the microwave. Here's how to do it. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I, here's how to here's yeah. how to make poached eggs in the microwave, or here's how to stop. Like I can't stop, but you can. Here's how. Here's how to stop me from making poached eggs <laughs> in the microwave. Find me. Just an Amazon <laughs> link to a machete. <laughs> yeah, I gave you all the clues. <laughs> Uh, It's just instructions for making poached eggs in the microwave, but the headline is so funny to me. (laughs) Imagine it being cursed. I think actually you can stop making poached eggs in the microwave, David. I think you can. Clickbait is such a weird thing, uh, like a weird product of late stage capitalism. It reminds me of those like people who manufacture like shitty plastic toys that no one wants where it's bad for them and no one likes it but it's still somehow like you know people who make happy meals need something some garbage to put in there to make it look like it's worth more and so it's still a successful business somehow i feel like clickbait is like well, this doesn't tell you what the article's about, and everyone hates it, and the people writing it hate it too, but somehow it still makes the article more successful? <sighs> We're getting back into venture capitalism, we can't. Yeah, I guess that's true. Get into there. Yeah. What were we talking about? Post uh, eggs? Oh, you guys like yes. Post eggs? I, I can't figure out how to stop poaching eggs. I make poached eggs in the microwave. Boom. Have you oh, been able to can stop? We stop you? No, I can't stop. Won't stop. Oh no, <laughs> Louisa, you have to stop. I'm sending a, vi- a computer virus to your microwave. <laughs> oh, why did I join up with the Internet of Things? Why did I allow my microwave to become? You need a sentient? smart microwave so that it can send you a text message when your popcorn is ready, <laughs> so that it can that, stop that you exists. from poaching eggs. That, that, that must exists. exist. Oh my god. I was looking at new dishwashers the other day, and Mm -hmm. so many of them... You know how internet review sites will do a thing where it's like, here's our top five dishwashers, and here's a list of pros and cons for each of them, which in general I think is good. But so many of them, one of the cons is doesn't connect to the internet. Boo. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why would I want my dishwasher on the internet? What's the point? Connect to your dishwasher using an app that's going to disappear in three years. Well, with all those cookies in your browser, there's bound to be crumbs, so you want the dishwasher to clean those out. <laughs> yeah. But seriously, I I was, I was spent maybe ten minutes on the thought exercise of what is a scenario in which being able to remotely access your dishwasher would be a benefit? Like... If you're not near enough to it to put dirty dishes into it, you don't want to start it. But also, did you put dirty dishes in it and then walk away? And then you're like, oh, fuck, I forgot to turn it on. I can see that happening. You still need to put soap in it, though. Yeah, that's true. I just don't understand. It, it, like, it, it genuinely baffles me that anyone ever thought this was a benefit to this product at all. Yeah, it's yeah. just about being able to spy on people, though, right? Yeah. Um, How do you spy on somebody with your own dishwasher? Or you mean them spying on you? <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, not yeah, yeah. spy on me? people. <laughs> Companies want to get your data so that they can sell your data. What data? How often I wash my dishes? Yep. Water usage, that type of thing. Just, just look at my water bill, man. It's public knowledge. Is it? I think so. It's like a public utility. Hmm. Anyway, we Matt, what news? My dishwasher. What news have you got? I have an article uh, called. Uh, this is an Ars Technica article called "Lamplighters League is Light Stealth, Heavy Pulp Style, and XCOM Gun Battles." This is you a guys heard game? of Light- Lamplighters League? No, but that sure is a lot of video game words. It sure is. I yeah. want to say, with a name like Lamplighters League, they it's really should have gone for an alliterative uh, article title. 
Yeah, that is true. Um, I This is on Xbox Game Pass, so I tried it out, and mm. it's pretty good. It is a, um, it's like a stealth, uh, infiltration game mixed with an XCOM-style turn-based strategy game. work in Victorian London, and you have to light the lamps, but you can't let people (laughs) see you doing it. It's set in the 1930s. Damn it! Um, and you are hired by a member of, like, an old-timey, um, secret society called the Lamplighters League, who are fighting against... Lovecraftian horrors, it seems. Okay, I buy um, it. Yeah, so it's pretty good. It, I appreciate that it has, it does a good job of setting up all of the different characters to perform different roles in the game. Mm-hmm. So the first, well, the first character that you are introduced to is uh, Ingrid, who is a like a bare knuckles brawler type character. And she always just wants to punch things. Um, and then over the course of the first mission, you meet, like, there's a guy who is, a, like, a cat burglar who's very good at sneaking up on people. So he goes in and distracts people, and then Ingrid comes up and punches them from behind. And then you meet a guy who's, like, a smuggler, and his thing is, uh, like, planting um, traps for people to fall into and stuff like that. So it's it's cool. One of the problems with XCOM, I think, is that the the troops are so generic that you never really identify with any of them. And this has solved for that by having each character be like a class in and of itself kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't played a ton of it, so I don't know if it gets less that way, but it, it's really cute. And it hmm. it has a progression system that is less satisfying than XCOM, but it's still there, which I appreciate. Interesting. Yep, so it's a fun little turn-based strategy type game on a grid, and that is something that I usually enjoy, and I enjoyed this one okay. So it was news, but not news to you. Mm. I mean, it's news that it is... No, I guess it's not news. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I feel like the news knows what we click on, and it likes to give us more of the same thing we already know about, so it's definitely not news. Yeah, that's true. I do think that uh, it is cool that people in recent years, indie game developers, have started realizing that the best way to sell something is take something that's already very good and popular and then put a style on it. Mm-hmm. Like, like XCOM is a good and popular game that is a sci-fi thing. Just making basically the same thing, but set in the 30s and be like an Indiana Jones type vibe. Great. Like Mm -hmm. a a good, simple to execute idea. I mean, I'm sure it was hard to make the game, but like on paper, it makes sense. And and that means that anyone who's looking at it can be like, did I like XCOM? Then I'll probably like this. Mm hmm. I guess that's how you get to the area of like those Hollywood movie pitches that I hate. That's like, oh, well, it's it's like Avatar, but meets the Matrix or whatever, you know? Wait, that sounds awesome. Yeah, wait, <laughs> hold on, guys. Stop everything. Uh, if the Matrix let people live in the fantasy of being on the Avatar world instead of the boring Pandora, would, yes, would people love the Matrix instead of wanting to break out of it? Yes. Yes. Okay. That if the Matrix mistake. just let you live in your fursona, nobody would be cared. They'd be like, yeah, I don't care. Use my <laughs> use my body as a battery, whatever. <laughs> That's maybe the thing that I, that is the least believable about the Matrix. The machines are all like, we tried to make a perfect world and people's brains rejected it as the truth. Like, yeah, but if you'd been like, this isn't the truth, but it is perfect, the people would be like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Got it. <laughs> I this love is awesome. the taste of steak or whatever Joey yeah. Pant says in that movie. Be like, yeah. hey, this world that you live in is a lie, but the world out there sucks. Yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, uh, seems yeah, like a win win. Right. <laughs> Genuinely seems like a good thing for everyone. <laughs> all right. You Fun. can hear us, Skynet. You start doing that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've talked about this before, but one of the earliest versions of this story was in the book iRobot, where Isaac Asimov had a story about, like, computers that run the world and the conspiracy to like uh suddenly people who speak out against the computers 
uh, are dying in mysterious accidents and everything, and they figure out that the computers are doing it, and it's a horror, and they, like, confront the computers, and then the computers are like, yeah, we're we're better at running things than you are. Yeah. Our, our whole thing is that we protect humanity, and we had to protect humanity from those people who were going to make you stop using us, because we're way better at this than you. And it's like, yeah, yo, you're right. <laughs> you, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, our bad. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, the end of that story is literally the detective being like, and I never told anyone because they were right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, boy. Will Smith finds Alan Tudyk and is like, you're responsible for killing James Cromwell, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. But you've got two dicks, so yeah, pretty you've cool. got both of those dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I think and Alan Tudyk is uncredited in that and movie. And then Journey plays over the credits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, what Louisa, yeah, news. Okay. Uh, my headline is, alright, I'm gonna say no spoilers, because I feel like I'm gonna start talking and people will get upset. No spoilers! Okay. First of all, b- before you begin, is this news we can use, or Um, you or can not? have it in your mind, does that count mm. as using it? I don't think so. Okay, well, no then. <laughs> okay. Alright, Taika Waititi definitely, <laughs> maybe, stars in New Zealand travel ad. Ooh. This is hot off the presses of adweek.com, a very maybe. professional website. Yes, the joke is that Taiko Atiti is in these ads telling them, I'd love to help you shoot an ad for New Zealand tourism, but I'm too busy right now with all my projects. Okay. So I'm going to send my stunt double. So the guy who's his stunt double for um, uh, Our Flag Means Death is like doing the things, the fun tourist things. Hmm. instead that's fun yeah so that's kind of cute that seems like a genuinely nice thing to do for your stunt double if that is actually him yes i think they both end up showing up in the ad but uh apparently that's the the joke is like oh look taito atiti's enjoying all these things but it's also just his stunt double as well yeah i like that it's yeah fun. i i taiko oh. no i was just gonna say i like when someone has a good relationship with their stunt double like, mm. Keanu Reeves is such good friends with his stunt double that he's like, yeah, you can, like, direct some movies that I'm in. We'll co-create <laughs> John Wick together. Yeah. Or, like, uh, Steve Martin and Jane Lynch. What? Oh, so good. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a joke for all the only murders in the building heads out there. <laughs> I yeah, I've, I only investigate murders outside of the building. Sorry. Yeah. Never the twain shall meet. Yep. Um, so this story obviously has literally zero substance. It is just telling you that this is happening. Taika Waititi seems like a very genuinely good person who's just a big nerd. Is that the vibe everyone gets from him? Probably. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I don't want so. to make an. I don't want to make any kind of definitive statement because <laughs> yeah. he is a hot, famous man with a young wife. That's true. That's true. And that isn't inherently bad, but it is a comorbidity for badness. <laughs> yes, that's also true. I um, I was very surprised that he showed up in the What We Do in the Shadows TV series. Yeah, that was nice of him. Yeah, it seems like he didn't have to do that, and it could have he could have had bad blood with them, but instead it was just a good, fun little bit. Well, he would have wanted he would have wanted to drink that bad blood. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's like involved in the production of the show, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's still. I think he just has episodes. a producer credit. I could have sworn mm, he was. I th- could have sworn he was a co-writer on some of the episodes. I know Jermaine Clement is. Mm. I don't think Taika Waititi has. It, maybe he wrote part of that episode he was in. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember exactly, but yeah, I don't know either. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. We we don't know what type of person he is, but I do enjoy his work. So I'm enjoying our flag means death. Again, no spoilers, but the new season has just started. Speaking of writers, um, I watched the new uh, Haunted Mansion movie that just started streaming on Disney Plus this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, First of all, it's really good. Like, it's way better than I thought it was going to be. Interesting. Yeah, I heard it was bad, but you're saying no, yeah. it's not. Hmm. I I thought everything that I saw was like, it's terrible, and I watched it. I mean, admittedly, I was pretty drunk when I watched it, but I really <laughs> enjoyed 
I'm beginning to find holes in this story. Um, but also, I did not realize that it was written by the person that went to the same college as me and Jeff, Katie Dipple, oh, yeah. that we've talked about before on the show. She was the writer for um, Parks and Recreation. And mm, Ghostbusters 2016. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I forgot that. I, I think I had saw that and been like, oh, yeah. And then <laughs> instantly the information <laughs> left my mind. Yep. She... I went to one party where Katie Dippold was there as well, so I met her once, but I don't remember anything about her. Yeah. Is she a specialist in the genre of spooky comedy, then, if uh, these are her credits? I guess uh, she must be. She is, that, she is that person that's in that meme of the person dressed as Babadook at a p- Halloween party where everyone else is not in a costume. Ah, uh, yes! That does make sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's she wrote The Heat... Which was an action comedy. Uh, oh, I remember that. Did a little help on Spy, another action comedy starring Melissa McCarthy. Uh, <laughs> and wrote Snatched, which seems to be yet another action comedy. Mm, Unclear if Melissa bummer. McCarthy is in it. Okay, so but, not just spooky comedies. I'm yeah, also action a- comedies. <laughs> she has a good... Um, grasp on what i think makes something like a supernatural comedy work which is that you write the the story to be just a spooky story and then you cast very funny actors mm-hmm. to do the roles and then they will make it funny that's good owen wilson is fucking hilarious in this movie <laughs> he's, and we, he's we a funny know- guy that must be a credit to the script because he was not funny at all in the House on Haunted Hill or whatever the fuck terrible horror movie he was in when he was starting his career. I think that there are some um, references to that in this, though. <laughs> Does he get... I think- I, I've seen that movie... Does he get yeah. his head sliced off by the fireplace in this movie like he does in that movie? <laughs> he doesn't, but okay. he does climb into a lion-shaped fireplace, <laughs> which is what happens in that movie right before he gets killed. That's um, great. The one yeah. you're thinking of is unfortunately not House on Haunted Hill, which was it's always silly, but it's The Haunting. Damn yeah. The remake of remember. The Haunting, one of the best movies ever made. Yes. Terrible. Based on the novel The House on Haunted Hill no, by... Haunting of Hill House. Haunting of Hill House by um, what's Shirley Jackson. Yeah, the lottery. Mm. Yeah. Wait, which was the yeah. Vincent Price one? Was that that's House the... on Haunted Hill? Haunted Hill. Yes. Okay, there we go. Which is like not based on the novel and, and is a puppet skeleton movie. Yes. I remember seeing that on Rift Tracks, and they wrote a song for it. And one of the lines of the song is, "You'll be wondering if it's the hill that's haunted or the house." And I think about that all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's neither, right? There's no ghosts in it. It's just yeah. Vincent Price trying to convince people that there's ghosts. He wants to kill his wife, and he gives everyone a gun for the weekend. <laughs> yes, I do remember that. And somehow that's... He's the hero? Oh, they he misspelled House on Hunted Hill. Oh, no. Because yeah. they hunt the wife. Is it... He has an is the, acid pool in his basement. I remember that. It's great. How do you... Okay. Mm-hmm. How would you maintain an acid pool? Um, it maintains itself, it. keeps itself clean with all that acid. Is the thing? Yeah. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it melt your ceiling or whatever though? <laughs> no, you got to keep it in in one of those special tubs. Yeah, like we don't know what to melt the bodies. In. He does push yeah. bodies in there and then ends up with some cool skeletons. Nice. Yeah. Oh, cool skeletons are so cool. Yeah, Matt, buy a twelve foot skeleton. You're a homeowner now. Oh man, that's the dream. I saw so many of those blown over recently. <laughs> Oh, poor guys. It's been so windy lately, like, you wouldn't be able to keep one up. You just zip tie it to your roof. Did I tell you guys about, I think maybe we came up with this idea on this podcast, but it would be great to get one of those and just leave it up year-round and decorate it for all of the different holidays. Yeah! That would be fun, you're right. You can definitely do it. it. Get a Santa beard and a hat for him. Yeah. You don't LARP as much as you used to, but you could be sewing costumes for a giant skeleton in your yard. Oh man, if only. I do have like a little patch of woods in my front yard and I could mm-hmm. have him be hidden amongst the trees and that would be <laughs> fucking terrifying. <laughs> yeah, you should do it. I am fully on board with this. There is, so in my front yard, there's like a, a circle of like light woods, I guess, uh, that my driveway goes around and there's like a little stone stepping path that goes through that little patch. Uh-huh. 
And usually when people come over, they just drive up the driveway and then they just come in the front door. But sometimes like delivery people or whatever will stop on the street and walk up that stone path. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, oh, I bet there's something cool I could be doing with this stone path, <laughs> especially with when trick or treaters start coming. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's got to be a way to make that spooky. Yeah, you should do it. I own a stone path through woods. I've got it. There's got to be something I can do with that. Um, hang some dead bodies on, in the trees. Real dead bodies or artificial dead bodies? I mean, what can you get away with? Mm. I mean, at that point, why bother to purchase dead bodies when I could just set up traps in on the path? You can make dead bodies for free. Make my own dead bodies, you know? <laughs> DIY. Yeah, but then you're liable. Mm. You could just be like, hey, I didn't know this was a black market dead body if you just buy it. <laughs> yeah, I just bought a dead body. If you wanna if you got a problem with that, talk to the, the guy I bought it from. Yeah, I just went to the Loam Depot. Is that a like <laughs> graves of the soft? Uh, yes! Yes! Not really. And all I got was this lousy body. <laughs> Is Tomb Depot better or does it not sound as good? Yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Damn. The home dead po. Gnome Ooh, Depot. That, no. one's, that one's for Christmas. Christmas gnomes. Wait. Oh, Gnome Depot. Okay. Yeah. I missed what you said. I thought you were talking about Jeff's thing. Ace Hard Scare. <laughs> hard Scare sounds like a badly translated horror movie from like Czechoslovakia. <laughs> Czechoslovakia doesn't exist anymore, Matt. You're oh, living shit, in the past. Fuck. Yeah, it's a republic, not a Slovakia. Yeah, sorry. God damn it, Matt. What about well, Rafe I meant, I meant an old oh. movie. I meant an old-timey movie. Okay, That's what okay. I was getting at. Okay, from the 90s. Yeah. What about Wraith Hardscare? Is that too much? Because it's just a uh, uh, vowel rhyme? Yeah, Wraith Hardscare sounds, sounds like... like a guy. <laughs> the, sounds like the porn name for somebody who only does horror porn. <laughs> Or like a Chris Angel style mu- magician. <laughs> Is horror porn a genre? It must be. It Please must don't be. Google it. Ugh, yeah, I'm not going to. I genuinely thought about. Here's Googling the thing: it you're stopped. thinking about something funny where people are like dressed as ghosts, but then they have sex. But the trouble is, if you look up horror porn, it's going to be about people who are sexually into like dismembering bodies, and that's a million uh, times more upsetting. Yeah, no way. No, thank you. That is pretty bad. I remember when I went to the Museum of Sex in uh, New York City, and they had a whole thing about people who have a medical fetish, mm-hmm. and just, like, there is maybe nothing I could identify less with than the idea that, like, having somebody put a syringe in your balls would make you aroused. <laughs> <laughs> no, God, it's just another horrible. thing we don't have in common, Matt. <laughs> I don't have a syringe in my balls fetish. I don't want to, like, I don't want to make anyone feel ashamed of the things that they like, because obviously that's fine. I just, it's, it's just impossible for me to wrap my head around what is going on in a person's brain when those two things are connected, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, too, because, like, being it being sort of a shameful secret is probably part of it for most things like that. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I I just everything's bad about the human psyche. It's all just a mess. the just the normal oh, way for that, me. Thanks. That's a big mood, Louisa. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note. Yeah, thanks for listening to the show, everyone. Uh, if you liked it, please rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice, and please tell your friends about the show so we can continue to grow. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod. I've rejected the X name. I'm no longer going to say X. I'm going right. back to Twitter. Thank you. Um, if you want to uh, join, if you want to talk to us directly, you can join our Discord. You just have to send us a message on social media. You can find me on Blue Sky at Matt Heron. And then you can talk to us directly. We have lots of great conversations with our listeners all the time. Uh, reach out to me on uh, Steam or Instagram or Blue Sky. On Steam? I, I think I'm... J- send, me a, send me a request to play uh, Fall Guys on Steam. <laughs> a couple people have added me on Steam. 
Nice. Cool. <sighs> I mean, I guess people could add me on Steam too if they want. Uh, I'm JJK on Blue Sky, Jeff JK on Instagram and Steam. WeaponizedLanguage.com has uh, all of the podcast. I have to Ooh, ask. All I like that surprise S at the end there. Yeah, that's very good. Um, I have to ask: Is Jeff JK already taken on Blue Sky? Is that why you went different? No, I wanted a short one. I want oh, uh, JJK is the first attempt, but it's rarely available. Fair enough. Uh, you can talk to me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. All right. Well, thanks for everyone for listening. Hope you enjoyed that fall weather. And uh, in the meantime, don't forget to keep your pockets on Shrek. Don't read those comments. Yeah, I'm the best around. <laughs>